I'm Connor Svensson, founder and CEO of Web3 Labs, and this is your week in blockchain on Monday, the 15th of March, 2021. This week, an NFT by the artist Beeple, listed by Christie's, has sold for 69 million USD to a person known as Metacoven, who is the founder of the Metapurse NFT fund. Justin Sun, the founder of the Tron blockchain, did not win the auction despite bidding 60 million just as the clock wound down. Metapurse is the largest NFT fund in the world. The founder of it, Metacoven, actually spent 2.2 million back in December to acquire 20 single edition Beeple works. And so they already have a lot of experience with respect to investing in these works. And off the back of the Beeple works that they bought back in December, they actually released a NFT token where you could get exposure to that. In a discussion earlier this week with investor and crypto commentator, Anthony Pompliano, the artist Beeple mentioned how NFT have become have the potential to become part of the art market like bitcoin did for the financial markets with this in mind the you know where we are right now it's capturing a tiny fraction of what is possible and so certainly from people's perspective he believes that if the nfts really continue to take off we could see a lot more growth here the artist damien hurst as well off the back of this has announced plans for an nft sale later this year bitcoin has also reached a new all-time high breaking the $61,000 threshold and jp morgan have also launched the crypto exposure basket, which includes a number of firms that are invested in crypto, but also cryptocurrency miners and producers of hardware for cryptocurrencies. So some of the the notable companies included include MicroStrategy and Square, which have loaded up on Bitcoin in recent months, but also Riot, which is the NASDAQ listed Bitcoin miner, and then NVIDIA, the graphics card maker, whose graphics cards are used for a lot of um, mining on Ethereum and other blockchain networks and then also PayPal as well. One notable exception though is Tesla was missing from it, which is somewhat surprising given the number of, given how significant a position they took in Bitcoin earlier on this year. Microsoft recently announced that it will launch a public preview of its Azure Active Directory verifiable credentials shortly. So you can think of this kind of like a digital wallet like you have with Apple Pay or Google Pay, but it's for your identifiers rather than credit cards. The intent there is that you can take things like university transcripts or pro- professional credentials and add them to this wallet. And then you can actually use the wallet to show that you have these credentials without having to provide lots of background about who you are. Microsoft are already testing this with a number of parties, including uh, KO University in Tokyo, uh, the government of Flanders in uh, Belgium, and with the here in the UK with the National Health Services. The great advantage of these decentralized identifiers is that it means that you don't need to send all this historical information about a person in order for it to be verified. And so just by having this uh, credential, you in effect can trust it, which is very powerful. Microsoft has been working on this since 2017 and has slowly built the infrastructure up during the past Last few years. The system is based on the Bitcoin protocol and uses something called SideTree on top of it, where they store the records of transactions to the blockchain. Meitu, a Chinese photo retouching app listed in Hong Kong, has also announced the purchase of 40 million of Bitcoin and Ether. It's one of the most popular mobile apps in China, which has nearly 300 million monthly active users as of midway through last year. They're also evaluating the feasibility of launching an Ethereum-based decentralized application. So it's, it's another significant piece, piece of news in the app space there. The graphics card producer NVIDIA attempted to stop cryptocurrency miners using their gaming graphics cards for mining. Their strategy had been to, to split uh, the actual cards that they offered. So you had ones that were dedicated for cryptocurrency miners and then other ones that were dedicated for gamers. But unfortunately, the, the, the crypto miners have found a way to 
take the regular gaming graphics cards and use them still for uh, cryptocurrency mining. So we'll, we'll have to see how they manage to get, get on with this, this, this battle to prevent this from happening. On the scaling technologies, something that's come up again and again is how congested the Ethereum network is with respect to the its ability to process large numbers of transactions, which has ramifications for the trading of different tokens. Uh, when people invest in specific blockchain protocols, but also in the NFT market as well. And so one of the things that has been announced this week is by the, the protocol maker DAO, who pr produce um, one of the leading stable coins uh, on the Ethereum network. So they've actually announced what is called the Optimism Die Bridge with fast withdrawals. Optimism is a platform that we covered recently, which is one of the le leading scaling solutions for Ethereum that's coming out shortly. One of the challenges you have with these networks that use a technology which is called rollups, which is what Optimum uses, is that when you actually transfer an asset onto the network, it's instance, but then transferring it back off takes up to a week to give time for cryptographic fraud proofs. What Make have actually proposed here is to work around this so you don't have that seven day lockup period. What they want to do is actually have a token that is used as a claim by people who actually are using this scaling protocol. And then when you actually come off it, you basically stake this token in order to get a new token. And when the seven day window has passed, uh, the position is unwind, unwound, which gets gets around the scaling challenges here. The scaling of Ethereum being the hot topic it is, it also came up on uh, Tim Ferriss's very influential podcast this week, where Naval Ravikant, the co-founder of the AngelList platform, who's a very prolific in Silicon Valley and also in the crypto space, they interviewed Vitalik Buterin, and he was talking about the potential for these technologies to scale Ethereum, the Ethereum blockchain up to 100,000 transactions per second. It's very notable Vitalik appearing on such a mainstream podcast as Tim Ferriss's show uh, simply because it's a sign of that wider interest beyond just these sort of, you know, the tech circles uh, around this actual technology here. Another interesting development that's happening with respect to protocols is that the new Cypher and Keep protocols have, have announced that they're going to be merging on top of Ethereum. So the fascinating thing here is that there's lots and lots of different protocols that provide certain value-add services on top of the blockchain. In the case of the Keep network, uh, they provide a uh, a protocol for privately storing data offline and the new cipher protocol they provide what's called a proxy re-encryption scheme which basically enables someone who owns some data to delegate decryption rights to someone else these projects each have their own tokens but by merging the two protocols together what they're going to do is be able to create a, a new organization that uh, both both teams work on, which uh, uses the existing tokens for governance, but enables them to actually sort of come together as companies. In the world of blockchains and decentralized organizations, this is very significant just because it's one of the, the first sort of high profile announcement of protocols merging. I'm sure we're going to still start seeing more over the coming years as well. In the DeFi markets, uh, Uniswap's token Uni has surged 50% in one week becoming the first DeFi DAP token to make it into the top 10 of the largest cryptos by market capitalization. One of the fascinating things about the uh, the, the, the Uni token was that it was actually airdropped to the uni users of the Uniswap decentralized exchange platform back in September. So everyone who'd ever used the platform received 
400 tokens uh, and back then it was trading at four dollars so you're talking about sixteen hundred dollars worth of tokens just for having used the platform and now it's trading at over 30 so really anyone who's actually used the platform and kept the tokens has profited yeah, heavily from this but the other interesting development is that the one of the rival decentralized exchanges called sushi swap has actually overtaken uniswap this week in terms of the number of assets locked in DeFi as well sushi swaps token is nothing like as uh, high and the market capitalization as Uniswap's token is. However, it was the emergence of SushiSwap that pushed Uniswap into creating their token in the first place. So again, fascinating to see how it evolves. A protocol called Degenerative Finance as well, they've also launched a token that tracks the top 10 Wall Street bet stocks. This token is actually structured like a derivative contract in that it expires in April and at expiry time, people who have invested in the token will receive the value of those Wall Street bet stocks that are in the portfolio in stablecoin USDC. So again, what we're seeing here is financial decentralized financial innovation starting to kind of overflow into the real world in that you can you can actually have this decentralized futures contract in effect uh, that, that, that tracks the price of some existing assets in, the, in the, the regular financial market. So it's again, another fascinating innovation to track. Also in less than a week, uh, the big data protocol emerged and amassed 6 billion of assets locked in on the platform, making it the third largest protocol by total assets locked, uh, according to the DeFi wallet provider, DBank. And then back into the world of NFTs, uh, there's been more people getting in on the NFT Act with uh, actor Lindsay Lohan, uh, actually listing her first non-fungible token. Taco Bell as well launched and sold out a collection of taco themed NFTs uh, that uh, had Taco Bell's uh, NFT taco art, which was uh, artwork that was inspired by their tacos, uh, but at a you know, reasonable price. All proceeds from this sale went to the Taco Bell Foundation. Also, we mentioned previously as well, uh, Jack Dorsey with uh, his his first ever tweet being listed for sale as an NFT. And uh, this, this is still hovering at two and a half million and the auction ends in a week's time. And he said that he's going to be donating all proceeds of this sale to, the, um, to, to an African uh, relief charity. And finally, the influential artist platform called ArtStation has uh, scale back its ambitions with respect to NFT just because of uh, some pushback on environmental backlash just due to concerns about cryptocurrency mining and its effects on the platform. However, there are other options out there such as Dapper Labs platform, but as the Dapper Labs platform CEO Rohan Goslu stated, you know, these blocks on these public blockchains are still going to be mined or not. So it doesn't really matter either way whether or not you're creating these NFTs, which is certainly, you know, one valid argument that uh, you can have here. In terms of the metrics, uh, the crypto market cap is up 16% this week, so a total of 1.8 trillion. Let's see if it gets to 2 trillion anytime soon. The assets locked in DeFi are up almost 17% to 46 billion. And NFT volumes have remained roughly the same, but the average price is up over almost 50% to $1,500. Uh, which again may be the Beeple effect, but will we'll, we'll be fun to see where it is next week. That's all we have for this week. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channel. The podcast is at weekinblockchain.com and our YouTube channel you can get there via watch.weekinblockchain.com. Links to all items discussed are available in the show notes and on our website. We're also hosting a weekly clubhouse room every Monday at, tw at 12 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. GMT if you'd like to discuss any of the items we've covered here. Thanks and I'll see you next week.